Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and today I will be reading Genesis chapter 44 from the Good News Bible, today's English version. In chapter 43, Joseph convinced the brothers who had sold him into slavery to return to Egypt with their youngest brother Benjamin. Like Joseph, Benjamin was a son of Rachel. Now Joseph plans to test his brothers to see if they have had a change of heart. He wants to see if they will treat Benjamin differently than how they treated him. Here is the account of Joseph's test, beginning at chapter 44, verse 1. Joseph commanded the servant in charge of his house, Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, and put each man's money in the top of his sack. Put my silver cup in the top of the youngest brother's sack together with the money for his grain. He did as he was told. Early in the morning, the brothers were sent on their way with their donkeys. When they had gone only a short distance from the city, Joseph said to the servant in charge of his house, Hurry after those men. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you paid back evil for good? Why did you steal my master's silver cup? It is the one he drinks from, the one he uses for divination. You have committed a serious crime. When the servant caught up with them, he repeated these words. They answered him, What do you mean, sir, by talking like this? We swear that we have done no such thing. You know that we brought back to you from the land of Canaan the money we found in the top of our sacks. Why, then, should we steal silver or gold from your master's house? Sir, if any one of us is found to have it, he will be put to death, and the rest of us will become your slaves. He said, I agree, but only the one who has taken the cup will become my slave, and the rest of you can go free. So they quickly lowered their sacks to the ground, and each man opened his sack. Joseph's servant searched carefully, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. The brothers tore their clothes in sorrow, loaded their donkeys, and returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They bowed down before him, and Joseph said, What have you done? Didn't you know that a man in my position could find you out by practicing divination? What can we say to you, sir? Judah answered. How can we argue? How can we clear ourselves? God has uncovered our guilt. All of us are now your slaves, and not just the one with whom the cup was found. Joseph said, Oh no, I would never do that. Only the one who had the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back safe and sound to your father. Judah went up to Joseph and said, Please, sir, allow me to speak with you freely. Don't be angry with me. You are like the king himself. Sir, you asked us, Do you have a father or another brother? We answered, we have a father who is old and a younger brother, born to him in his old age. The boy's brother is dead, and he is the only one of his mother's children still alive. His father loves him very much. Sir, 
you told us to bring him here so that you could see him. And we answered that the boy could not leave his father. If he did, his father would die. Then you said, you will not be admitted to my presence again unless your youngest brother comes with you. When we went back to our father, we told him what you said. Then he told us to return and buy a little food. We answered, we cannot go. We will not be admitted to the man's presence unless our youngest brother is with us. We can go only if our youngest brother goes also. Our father said to us, You know that my wife Rachel bore me only two sons. One of them has already left me. He must have been torn into pieces by wild animals because I have not seen him since he left. If you take this one from me now and something happens to him, the sorrow you would cause me would kill me, as old as I am. And now, sir, Judah continued, if I go back to my father without the boy, as soon as he sees that the boy is not with me, he will die. His life is wrapped up with the life of the boy, and he is so old that the sorrow we would cause him would kill him. What is more, I pledged my life to my father for the boy. I told him that if I did not bring the boy back to him, I would bear the blame all my life. And now, sir, I will stay here as your slave in place of the boy. Let him go back with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I cannot bear to see this disaster come upon my father. Here ends our reading of Genesis chapter 44. When Joseph tested his brothers, he found that Judah had a change of heart. In Genesis 37 verses 26 to 28, we saw that it was Judah's idea to sell Joseph into slavery. Judah was jealous of the preferential treatment Joseph received as the firstborn son of Jacob's favored wife, Rachel. Judah was also upset by a prophetic dream that Joseph shared in which his brothers all bowed down to him. Now, however, Judah's response was different. Instead of allowing Benjamin, Rachel's second son, to be sold into slavery, Judah offered to go in his place. In the language of both Old and New Testaments, Judah demonstrated what is called repentance. The biblical Greek word for repentance is metanoia. According to the Little Scott Jones lexicon, this term refers to a change of heart or mind, regret or correction. In ancient Greek sources, it repeatedly refers to acknowledging a mistake and being willing to correct it, often with a feeling of remorse. This is what we see in Judah. He recognized how wrong and hurtful it would be to allow Benjamin to go into slavery, and Judah was willing to take his brother's place. In the New Testament Gospel of Mark, the first words spoken by Jesus in his public ministry were, Repent and believe in the good news. We see this in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The good news was that Jesus had come to save humanity from slavery to sin. His message echoed that of John the Baptist, who baptized people in the Jordan River 
as a symbol of repentance. According to Matthew chapter 3, those who received John's baptism were instructed to confess their sins, turn away from them, and, quote, produce fruit in keeping with repentance, end of quote. In Luke chapter 3, verses 11 to 14, John explained what this fruit should look like. Tax collectors, for example, were instructed not to collect more than what was required for their own dishonest gain. Soldiers were told not to extort money or accuse people falsely. They must turn their backs to corruption and perform their duties honorably. In Genesis chapter 44, Judah demonstrated all the features of biblical repentance. He was painfully aware of the wrong that was done to Joseph, was unwilling to allow Benjamin or Jacob to suffer, and produced fruit worthy of repentance by being willing to take Benjamin's place as a slave in Egypt. Through this act, Judah also prophetically foreshadowed the good news about Jesus. Jesus would offer himself on the cross so that all who repent and believe in his message could be set free from slavery to sin. Jesus experienced death so that all who trust and follow him can have eternal life in heaven. He nailed our sins to the cross so that we could be free to live righteous lives for God with the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did all of this out of love. He loved us so much that he was willing to die on the cross so that all who repent and believe in him can experience freedom from sin and God's forgiveness. Also, just as Judah's actions paved the way for reconciliation in the family of Jacob, so too did Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross pave the way for each of us to be reconciled to God. We can not only receive freedom and forgiveness from God, but we can also become part of his family and experience God's unconditional love forever. This is the good news message that we celebrate at Easter, and it is foreshadowed for us in Genesis chapter 44 in the story of Judah, Joseph, and Benjamin. May God bless you this Easter season in Jesus' name. Amen.